So hey guys, um, today I'm going to be talking a bit about living intentionally and living the accidental life. So in life, I figured out we can be one of two things. We can either be intentional with our choices we make or we can be accidental with the choices we make. So first of all, I'll tell you what the difference is. So um, what does accidental look like? So with a bit of research from the dictionary, the handy old dictionary, it tells you everything. So I found that it means it's along the lines of things happening by chance or randomly or unintentionally or unexpected and almost like unplanned, you know. So then I thought, well, what does intentional mean then? So I found that it means something planned, purposeful, specific. It has reason, like the complete opposite, isn't it? So I have a little like analogy almost. So just imagine you've just gotten home from school, your mum's driving you home and just like, oh, I really love Macca's cheeseburgers. I really want one right now. So you're like, I mean, if you could drive yourself there, which we can, or your mum, you say, mum, please, can I have a Macca's cheeseburger? Like, it's so good. And right, so you have the intention of getting a cheeseburger, right? And so she finally says, oh, fine, you can have a cheeseburger. And you get through the drive through and you get that delicious cheeseburger and you take that bite into it and you're like, yes, my intentions were to get this delicious cheeseburger. And it's like our cars just don't drive us there. We don't just accidentally end up there. We have an intention to go to McDonald's and to get that juicy delicious cheeseburger um and and so it made me think like God is a God of intention and not a God of accident so he calls us with intention and purpose and his plan in our like his plan for us is so much greater than ours like his is full of intention and purpose where if we live that accidental life like look at all the mistakes we could be making it's so like unpurposeful you know um and so um when we put aside those distractions and distractions and focus with intentions, we can see change and we can see the truth. I mean, look at our youth group. Look how much it's grown because we prayed for an intention of like growing. Like, and you can't just tell me that was an accidental prayer. Oh Lord, I just pray that we can have a you know maybe a little growth. But no, like we prayed with power and like with truth and intention. And so you can't just say that that's nothing. Um, Yeah, so when we pray with no distractions, we can see things change and things move because we can be specific and focused on what we know should be happening. Um, So God's intentions are the best for us. We can always find a way to be distracted from those intentions and we do things by like procrastinating and, you know, that just really pulls us away from what God has got in store for us. So um, so when we we don't have that chance to live that intentional life in Christ um, because we're there's so many reasons that build up, like we might be too scared or those processes might seem too hard or things might seem like boring, you know, we might just be unable to prioritize what's actually important or even the fear of failure, like what if what if God's calling me to do something but then I look stupid doing it, like who cares, you know, like we have to get past that stage of what it looks like on the outside and focus on those intentions on the inside, so there are so many distractions and those really do slow us down, so we need to live that um, intentional life God God has made for us and according to his purpose and not being held back by the things of the world that and those lies that everyone tells us to believe you know like we know those lies um, and so if we want to know God's intentions we need to have that hungry and desiring passion to know so um, a good intention for us humans can be fed by procrastination and that alone accomplishes nothing but when we know the God, when we know God's intentions that pushes us forwards and it doesn't hold us back and we can accomplish so much like we have so much impact for other people's lives um when we when we stick and abide by God 
by God's intentions. Um, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about Nehemiah for a second. So he discovered God's intention for his life by using the process of having a good intention. So just quickly, uh, our good intentions are the intentions of this world and the things that people tell us what to do and that's not really how we're meant to live. And then God's intentions, on the other hand, are just focused and purposeful and actually get somewhere in life. So he used his good intentions to discover God's intentions for him. Um, yeah, so he took it to the next level. So Nehemiah um, recognized the need. The walls of Jerusalem were destroyed and his people were in danger, which then created an interest where he wanted to um, know more. So God saw, oh, sorry, Nehemiah sought God for insight, and then which led on to a response, which was not fear but a bold faith. And he went to the king and got permission and the resources to rebuild that wall. So Nehemiah asked God, like, um, what what is your intention about this situation? And when he received the answer from God, he immediately acted and he had that God-given passion that he needed to take the next next step forward. And sometimes we really get distracted and we have those bad intentions, but and oh, sorry, wait. Yeah, so sometimes other people have like good intentions that they think, but we can recognize that they're actually bad intentions. But they need to have the they may have the passion to steal or to um, to cheat or to like cause a chaos or a riot, you know, and we know those intentions are from the devil and not from God himself. So we need to recognize that those intentions are wrong because we have the power to change that. Um, so when we do have that intention from God, we can see that shift and that change and we have the opportunity to discover what God actually wants us to do. And like we're able to learn things based on what God is leading us to do and leading us into the right direction to make that intentional change. Um, so Matthew 9 verse 20 to 22 says, Just then a woman who has suffered for 12 years with a constant bleeding came up to him. She touched the fringe of his robe um, for she thought if, if I can be touched by his robe, I'll, I will be healed. Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, um, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed in that moment. So what are you doing intentionally to live differently or to live like change? That's what, that's just like, what can you do? What can you do to have those actions applied to your life, you know, to live differently? Um, so in Ephesians 5 verse 10 says, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. So that, what are the intentions of God putting onto your life or are you trying to put your intentions onto your plan your walk with God like what are you doing to make that change so I do just have a few this has gone really quick sorry um I do have a few scriptures just to encourage you so 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 says the Lord does not look at the things men look at man looks at the outward appearance but the Lord looks at the heart so God's intentions are so different than our intentions towards other people he looks at the inside of us not on the outside he doesn't care if we look so stupid doing something he just wants it done and we're the only ones that can do that um in genesis 1 verse 27 says so god created man in his own image like his own image how crazy is that and in that image of god he created him male and female he created them god has intentions for our life and he declares that for us so much like he created us in his own image like how, how crazy um, in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So 
that's just crazy, I think. Just crazy. He's so intentional. God is so intentional with us. And when we choose to focus on God's intention, like how much better are we going to live? Like this whole room is going to be just packed with youth one day because we can just believe for an intention of, from God instead of our own, you know. Um, so I just want to encourage you to be intentional in everything you do. So in what you wear, in how you act, in how you pray, in how you worship, just and who you hang out with too. Be intentional. Like, um, so just prioritize everything you can to seek the Lord and just use that to motivate you. So our lives that we're living in right now, they can be filled with intention and purpose. So I just pray that you can discover your purpose and know that intention. And I'll just quickly just finish in prayer. So dear Lord, I just pray that we can be intentional in everything we do and that we can just know a new way to live. Um, Yeah, and I just pray that we can just seek you, Lord, and become aligned with what you have for us. Um, Amen. All right, everyone. So I just want you to stand up. Does everyone just stand up? Just get a bit of a shake out. Just just get the blood flowing into your brain just a little bit. Yep, so you can do a spin around too if you want. And then you can just sit down. I just wanted to get the brain, blood into the brain there. So... I think God definitely wanted y'all to hear everything. I was being American because I um, because so Claire was talking about being intentional, and today I'm talking about being on deliberate. And I just looked up synonyms for deliberate, and the first one to come up was intentional. So guys, I think God's definitely trying to get something into our brains, and also, so I'm just going to get straight into it since you know you basically heard. Claire's message, which is very similar. So, you know, I'm reading from Luke 8, 40 to 48. Now, I don't know if you've heard the story. It was a story Nikita and Claire just shared. So, I'm pretty sure you have heard it. Um, So, um, it is. So, um, what, where is it? So, so do you know the story of the lady where she was bleeding for 12 years and she, like, came up to Jesus to touch his robe? You all know that story? All right, so I'll just so I'll start that. So on the other side of the lake, the crowd welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with, with him. His only daughter... Oh, wait, just give me a sec. to come home with him. And his daughter was, um, was about 12 years old and was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by a crowd and a woman in the crowd had been suffering for 12 years with constant bleeding and she couldn't, she couldn't find a cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is is." pressing up against you. Now, when I read that, I thought it was just funny because do you know when someone, it might be the author, but do you know when someone goes like, oh, who farted? And then everyone immediately goes, it wasn't me. And it's like, and it's like, you denied it. You supplied it. It's kind of like in the, like this, like, it's like someone of course obviously touched Jesus. Like someone obviously farted, but everyone denies it and pretends it wasn't me to get like, make sure that no one thinks it was them. And then, but Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go out of me. So what I really want to focus on is um, someone deliberately touched me. 
So like I said, during this time, this woman had been bleeding for 12 years. And in that, like, culturally during this time, if someone, like, when the woman was bleeding, they were seen as unclean. So anything they touched, anything they sat on, really, basically anything they did was then also seen as unclean. So that's pretty crazy. You know, imagine that in our time. Everything would probably be seen as unclean. But, (laughs) so, um, yeah. So this woman, sort of, she was weak. She was at the end of her road. She'd been doing this for 12 years. No one would talk to her. No one, because she was just always just seen as unclean. So that's why she deliberately went out of her way, put all of her effort into touching Jesus. She didn't just go sit in a ditch, being like, I'm done. She actually did something to help her life. And there's a song that says, I may be weak, but your spirit is strong in me. My flesh may fail, but my God, you never will. Showing that, you know, we might be tired, we might be weak, we might be having a long day, all we wanted is to go to McDonald's and get a cheeseburger. But, you know, we, we always, we have to be deliberate with what we're doing and making sure, and being deliberate with the way we spend our time. Um, and in the Vision 180, a couple, like months ago, it was saying how to live a successful and fulfilled life, we need to be being deliberate. Um, it says, you, you don't control your future, you control your habits and your habits control your future. So I want you to do a bit of self-evaluating right now. So when you're stressed, worried, annoyed, tired, weak, what, what is your reaction to that? Like, do you let your feelings fly around and have no control of what you do? Because I know recently I've been pretty stressed with school and I haven't been the nicest person at home. And it's like God's really convicted me, like, going, no, you need to be being deliberate with the actions that you're doing and making sure that you're... The way you handle your emotions, you're being deliberate and not letting them overcome what, the way you act because of the way you feel. And then in Psalms 33, 17, it says, Don't count on your war horse to give you victory for all it is strength, for all its strength, it cannot save you. Are you relying on your own strength? Because in the story, the, the woman, she wasn't relying on her strength. She did that for 12 years and it didn't cure anything. We, she, that's when she went to God and said, and was deliberate, and went to him and said, I need you because I can't do this for my, on my own. So are we trusting our war horse or trusting our own strength? Or are we deliberately going out of way to spend time with God? Um, so I know for me, so I normally do, do you know people that do their devotions on me in the morning? Normally, does anyone do their devotions in the morning? Yeah? For me, I personally do mine at night because my mornings are a bit hectic. And so, you know, you've got to get the extra, yeah, so um, I like to do it at night, and I'm not going to lie, some nights I just want to go to sleep, watch a YouTube video, or like 10, or watch Netflix, you know, you know, you know who knows what's going to happen when that goes on, but um, I've made it a habit in my life to go, no, no matter what I do, I'm going to do my devotion because I've made it priority, even though it's at night, no matter what I want to do, I'm going to make it a priority and make it a habit, which then will affect my future, so that's what I want to give you some, like, just encouragement. Make, make sure you are, de- you are deliberate with the habits you are creating each day so that you will then see the fruits of it in the future. So I've just got a video I just want to play quickly before I wrap up. You don't know me, but my name's Sai. I'm just the O'Hare delivery guy. But it seems like trees might be worth a try So I say, let it grow 
My name is Dan. And my name's Rose. Our son Wesley kind of glows. And that's not good, so we suppose we should let it grow. Let it grow, let it grow. You can't reap what you don't sow. Plant a seed inside the earth. Just one way to know it's worth. Let's celebrate the world's rebirth. We say let it grow. My name's Mary, and I am three. I would really like to see a tree. La, 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 la. I'm Grammy Norma, I'm old and I've got gray hair But I remember when trees were everywhere And no one had to pay for air So I say, let it grow! Could be time to start anew and maybe change my point of view. Nah, <laughs> I say let it die. Let it die, let it die, let it shrivel up and... Come on, who's with me, huh? Nobody. You greedy dirtbag! something I was working on in my spare time, thought I'd share with you guys. Um, no, so one thing I want to focus on is, um, like Juna says, you can't reap what you don't sow. You have, you know, that's actually a Bible verse. It's in Galatians and it says, yeah, you can't reap what you don't sow. So you're not just going to wake up and be successful, you know, and have everything you want. Sadly, that isn't how life works. Um, but yeah, we need to be deliberate and be sowing into our future because, you know, it takes a long time to sometimes see things grow and sometimes see the fruits like that tree they didn't just grow overnight it took time but so I want to say like we need to start being deliberate with what we do you know if you want to be fit but all you do want to sit on the couch eating chicken nuggets well you're not gonna you're not gonna get fit that way you know you want to you know you want to get a 99 ATAR but then you're not willing to put in homework I mean unless you're a genius and like you don't need to do homework but that's normally not how that how that works like me and Josh were joking last night, we're saying, you want God to speak to you, 
but then your Bible's an asthmatic hazard because like, it's full of, you know, there's spider webs in it and dust because you haven't opened it in 99 years. But, um, and it's like, if, why would God talk to you if you don't even spend time to talk to him? So, you know, let's start being deliberate. <laughs> let's start, you know, giving yourself a purpose. And I want you to remember, you don't determine your future. You determine your habits and your habits determine your future. So let's be deliberate with what you do.